listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we are taking a closer look at sales presentations with common sales mistakes you might be making and how to fix them, written by Sarah Rupel. There is nothing better than the thrill of victory, that sweet sensation when you close a sale. It's a great feeling. But what about the times when you don't make the sale? Rather than seeing lost sales through an agony of defeat lens, we're going to take a closer look at why that sale fell through. Today, we're talking about some of the most common sales mistakes agents make and how to go about fixing them. I've got five examples to share in this episode, counting down to the biggest mistake of all. So here we go with number five. Coming across too salesy. Everyone has that stereotype of a salesperson in their mind. The one wearing an awful plaid suit that keeps telling them what they need to buy. Don't play into that because it's not what people want. Clients can smell a sales pitch from a mile away especially if it's presented as a pitch filled with industry jargon or generic sales terms. Put your focus on the person, talking with them, getting to know them and what they need. Yes, you want there to be a sale, but don't lose your humanity to make it happen. Your clients are all different, and Medicare is not one size fits all. That's a good thing. Help your clients to get the best possible fit you can. Number four, not establishing trust. There's a saying in sales about people buying from people. And while that is true to an extent, as far as insurance goes, sometimes it comes down to people buy from people because they don't really have other options. They have to buy from people. But will they buy from someone who seems like they don't have their best interest at heart? Will they buy from someone who uses flashy language but doesn't really answer their questions? Are you giving them a reason to buy into you as their insurance agent? Instead, become the trusted advisor. It's a sales method that relies on building trust and rapport with your client. That means explaining their options, answering their questions, working with them to find solutions to their coverage concerns. You provide them with enough value over time that they come to see you as their trusted advisor rather than just another insurance agent. People can tell very quickly if you're trying to build a relationship with them or if you're just about the sale. Number three, leads are not pre-qualified. Are you taking a good look at your leads before making your calls, or do you just dive right in? 
If you've been doing the latter and not been having so much luck, try weeding through your leads first. Make sure you know as much as you can about what they've expressed interest in before you pick up the phone. Have a plan ready of what you can talk to them about. Quality leads are important, too. That's where a field marketing organization can really help independent agents, as they often offer lead programs to their agents. That's one of many services we offer our agents here at Ritter, and we've got a few different lead programs for agents working with us. Number two, asking the wrong questions or not asking enough questions. Are you actively fact-finding while you're meeting with clients, or are you doing most of the talking? Rather than asking yes or no questions that don't allow the flow of conversation to continue, use open-ended questions to get your client talking. What has changed since the last time we met? What do you like about your current plan? How would you evaluate your current coverage? Why aren't you satisfied with your current coverage? How does that make you feel? What concerns you about switching to a different plan? Does that make sense or can I offer a few more details? What do you think so far? A good rule of thumb is to stick to how, why, and what questions as those usually involve a more detailed conversational answer rather than a simple yes or no. And number one sales mistake, not actively listening. This is where a lot of us get into trouble. We are so focused on the thing we want to mention next that we are not actively present in the conversation. Not listening is not a vibe you want to give your clients or anyone else for that matter. And I know it can be difficult when you have that list of things you need to address in a meeting. It's okay to have notes out during a meeting so you can refer back to them. There's no rule that says you have to memorize your sales presentation. And honestly, your client will likely be impressed and see that you put in prior effort and planning. But how do we actively listen? Pay attention when your client is talking and look them in the eye. Listen to what they're saying. Try to picture it in your mind. Keep an open mind. No interrupting, no bringing up your own suggestions. Let them finish their thought, even if it ambles around a little bit. Ask questions if you need clarification. But again, make sure they're open-ended questions that put the ball back in your client's court. And then in addition to what's being said, active listening also means paying attention to body language, those nonverbal cues. What's their face doing? Does it look like they understand or do they seem confused? Sometimes people will say that they understand, but you can see on their face that they don't. Paying attention to all of these factors as you go will help you know how to keep the conversation moving in a way that feels natural, rather than feeling forced or like you're following a predetermined script. 
Now, we're not going to ask you to admit that you've made these mistakes because we're all human. We all make mistakes. That's why they make erasers. But what I do suggest is that when you have a sale that falls through, take some time to think it through and evaluate what happened. Allow yourself room to process that mistake with grace and learn from it so you can come out of the gates swinging next time around. And don't forget that we are here to help if you need it. Field marketing organizations like ours have a lot of resources to help, whether it's learning more about a certain product, reviewing your portfolio, helping you get leads, or applying some serious tech solutions to your business. We can help with all of those things, and we are just an email or a phone call away. Check out the notes for more information on getting in touch with our team. And if you like what you heard here today, follow along with our show. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this installment of the ASG podcast. We will see you next episode.